Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Oscars last night. We've got the big winners here for you. Check it out. For Outstanding Supporting Actress. And the Oscar goes to Regina King. For performance by an actor in a supporting role. And the Oscar goes to Mahershala Ali for original screenplay. Nick. Nick Balalonga. And Peter Valley for Green Book. For best original song. Lady Gaga, Mark Ronson, for performance by an actor in a leading role. Rami Malek. For performance by an actress in a leading role. Olivia Colman. For achievement in directing. Alfonso Cuaron. For best picture. Green Book. Yeah, Green Book. One best picture, and Spike Lee was not happy. He tried to storm out, apparently. What? When Black Klansman didn't win best picture. You watched that one on the weekend. Was it a good, uh, good flick? Yeah. I mean, it it, w- it was good, but I've seen better movies. Like, I didn't think it was a shoe in In fact, I saw A Star is Born as well, and I was thinking A Star is Born would win. <laughs> Green Book took it. Best animated feature film. I love this one. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was awesome the winner. Movie. Uh, yeah, Rami won for his portrayal of Freddie Mercury. Yeah, good for it. him. And a bit of an upset here, Best Actress, Olivia Coleman. She's the British actress, if you've seen the show Broadchurch. She's Mila. Mm-hmm. Mila. She's great. She is good. She won for the favorite. And poor Glenn Close, but no cigar. <laughs> Again, eh? Seven times she's been nominated, and she's lost every time. Hmm. That blows my mind, because she's up there, you know, as the greatest of all time, as far as female actresses go. I, I, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, best documentary feature, Free Solo. I didn't realize that was a documentary. I mean, Chewbacca and <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. I saw it. It was a good movie. That's just Solo. Solo. This is Free Solo. This is a rock climbing one. Oh. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> Queen actually opened up the Oscars last night with a performance. <laughs> That's not Rami Malik singing, it's Adam Lambert. They should have got Adam Lambert singing backstage while Rami came out as Freddie Mercury and, and lip synced. Yeah. <laughs> they sound good though. I think I, I would go see Queen. I'd go see they're on tour. Yeah. Lambert singing with them. It would be good. It's just a you know, he sounds good. This guy was the best singer in the country, according to American Idol, this Lambert guy. But he still doesn't hold a candle, right? No, he's not quite Freddie, that's for sure. Good performance, though. Mm-hmm. No host. Things ran pretty smoothly without a host. It's one of those things. You, you hope that uh, you don't go away for a week and then come back and they've realized they don't need you. <laughs> at your job, yeah. <laughs> I guess they don't really need a host at the Oscars. Uh, there was one moment. This is Everyone's talking about this. So 
This they're saying this is the worst ever acceptance speech at the Oscars. Hmm. This is the guy. These are the guys uh, from the movie Vice, and they got up on stage to uh, accept the award for best makeup and hairstyling. And it's like they didn't. Not only did they not know what they were going to say, but they had never heard a speech before in their lives. For achievement in makeup and hairstyling. Greg Canham, Kate Bisco, and Patricia Dehaney for Vice. Uh, thank you, Adam Perna, our great director, Adam McKay, uh, Christian Bale. What a. Oh, you're here. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's read that. No, I already did. Oh, uh, are they plan, baked? Plan B, Gary Sanchez. <laughs> the voting academy members and our fellow nominees from the UK and Sweden. Thank you. Christian Bale, you're fantastic. You're so great to work with and create with and everything. Thank you. Amy Adams, thank you for bringing us up to your level of commitment. Sam, Sam Rockwell and the 150 other SAG members. Great job. Susan, <laughs> 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 you go. It's your turn. <laughs> they had the list, but they didn't have the names beside and, who was supposed uh, to talk. Jennifer Madeloff. Jennifer Madeloff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's enough. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, let, let them speak. In this Ed case, you're, Williams, you're just waiting for the music to start to play them off. Oh, that's hilarious. But you know what? You know, makeup people generally behind the camera, you know, right. they're not comfortable up there. But maybe give it a run through just in case you win. <laughs> if you're ever nominated for an Oscar. And on the weekend, Jim was getting caught up on some of the Oscar nominated movies. You and your girlfriend, Sarah, watched uh, Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched a few. That was the last one we watched before we shut her down because we were exhausted emotionally after it was over. <laughs> you started out the show this morning by saying you liked the movie, but now you're kind of complaining about it. You just said it was very manipulative. Yeah, it's emotionally manipulative because, you know, you know where it's going to go. It pulls exactly what strings you think it's going to. And it, I mean, the music, like the song at the end, it's just, it's too much. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga performed together at the Oscars last night. It is impressive how Bradley Cooper basically became a country singer for this. Like, he's, yeah. he's pretty good at he's got performing. Good yeah. All right, get into it here, guys. <laughs> I forgot the lyrics. Tell me something, girl. There he is. Are you happy in this modern world? girlfriend was a puddle during the movie yeah I, there was a moment i'm not going to say anything about the plot but there was a moment where something Sarah happened. was sitting on the ground cross-legged hugging the dog bawling going why do i do this to myself <laughs> and i've heard other people like fr male friends of mine who also watched it with their girlfriends or wives and, and, and the dudes were crying too yeah well this song one best song. Tell me 
Tell me something. There she boy. is. The screaming, the screaming part. It's a good song, but like the screaming part to me almost sounds not very good. You know, and she's. It sounds like a vocal warm-up. It doesn't sound like a song. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, okay, yeah, Lady Gaga, I'll be ready to perform in a second. Just let me warm up. Oh! It's like Ron Burgundy. Oh! Oh! The human torch was denied a bank loan. Oh! oh. oh. <laughs> well, this is good news for uh for your girlfriend if she was that upset watching a star is born there's a new product on the market after yesterday <laughs> after bradley cooper and lady gaga's performance of shallow at the academy awards kleenex introduces a star is born tissues wipe your tears or anything else from such an intimate performance. A Star is Born Tissues. Now available next to A Star is Born books, calendars, magazines, and DVDs at all Walmarts. I want to see you peacock, your peacock. Peacock's off this week. Taz and Jim here. Friday. News broke that the owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft, was arrested in a prostitution sting down in Florida. Apparently, he was going to a spa that uh, had some services they offered that weren't on the sign. Mm-hmm. And he was caught on video receiving the alleged acts. There's a video camera in those rooms <laughs> this whole time. This whole time there's been a video camera in there, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so just let that sink in. Holy cow. Here is the uh, Jupiter, Florida police chief talking about the charges. That would be Mr. Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots? Yes, sir. And what is he being charged with? He's being charged with the same offenses as the, the others. And that is soliciting another to commit prostitution. And how many accounts may he face? Uh, right now we have two. So that would be two separate incidences or visits to the Orchids of Asia Day Spa or one visit with multiple charges from that one visit? Uh, two different visits. What are the charges? What are the charges? Again, I'll repeat, soliciting another to commit prostitution. Is there video evidence of his alleged acts? Uh, yes, sir. For, for all the individuals being charged. Can we please not see it? Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> A lot of people making jokes on uh, social media Friday. Uh, I liked, uh, does Robert Kraft really need another happy ending? <laughs> Guy's got six Super Bowl rings. Guess he ran out of fingers. He just wanted to show the masseuse where he wore his number six. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course... Um, I think I tweeted out it when I saw the story broke uh, something about uh, Tom Brady's not the only member of the Patriots who likes to have his balls deflated. Yes. <laughs> but this is serious, man. It's, it's not a joke. Um, authorities in Jupiter, Florida have been conducting a human trafficking, trafficking sweep. So this is, uh, this is serious stuff. Investigators suspect the managers at the day spa were trafficking Asian women and forcing them 
to perform these acts. Now, Robert Kraft denies that he was involved or engaged in any illegal activity. They say that more charges are coming and that Robert Kraft is not the biggest name who is going to be charged in this prostitution ring that they're investigating. Which is crazy because who like he's a pretty big name if you're a sports fan especially right. maybe you maybe know not who he is not. but he's a billionaire famous who <laughs> who could it be like I'm thinking po- po- must be a politician right maybe. I'm guessing I was thinking maybe it was Tom Brady because he's essentially a bigger name than Robert Kraft right but- and he does love getting massages yes right oh yeah he's getting rubbed down all the time Tom Brady. <laughs> Uh, it'll be interesting to see where this story goes. I'm just looking at the list of of Johns that was released, and this is something that's going to be happening here in London too. Mm-hmm. They're releasing the names of Johns that are are charged uh, soliciting prostitution, <laughs> and the name underneath Robert Kraft, John Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. That's your real name. Oh, John Johnson and then Ron Mexico? <laughs> Carlos Danger? Huh? Y- you're a John. Your name is John. <laughs> you're looking to get your Johnson touched. <laughs> All right. We believe you. John Johnson. So there's a scandal going on with the Prime Minister's office here in Canada. You've probably heard about this. Uh, people have been calling and texting us. Hey, Taz and Jim, why aren't you talking about what's going on with, with Justin Trudeau and SNC-Lavalin? Well, the truth is, we it's confusing. <laughs> yeah, we've had the story in our news, but we haven't really explored it outside the news. We haven't discussed it because it, it, there's a lot of moving parts here, and it's, it's kind of tough to figure out. So we asked Devin Peacock, who is right into everything that's going on in this country and around the world, we said, Dev, can you explain the Trudeau-SNC-Lavalin scandal to us and, and take it down a couple notches? So here we go. It's the SNC-Lavalin-Trudeau scandal in layman's terms. The SNC-Lavalin scandal is a major story that everyone should be aware of. It could be one of the biggest scandals in Canadian political history. Huh, that sounds complicated. There are a lot of layers, but here's what you need to know. Is SNC-Lavalin a, a, like a company or something? SNC-Lavalin is an engineering and construction firm that was once considered to be one of the top engineering companies in the world. They sound French. Are they French? The Montreal-based company employs 50,000 people around the world, including 8,500 people in Canada and is considered to be a crown jewel in Quebec, but has been charged by the RCMP with corruption and fraud in relation with their business dealings in Libya. The country that used to have a dictator? The RCMP said officials at the company attempted to bribe several public officials in that country, including dictator Muammar Gaddafi. Uh Uh-oh! If convicted, the company would be barred from bidding on federal projects for 10 years and current federal contracts would be in jeopardy. SNC-Lavalin would like to avoid a trial for criminal charges and hoped federal prosecutors would use a new law that allows for remediation that would have imposed a fine instead. But that sounds like a get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, the um, what's that game? 
Monopoly, that's the game. The new law allows corporations to skip a conviction and keep bidding on federal projects, which could protect the company from layoffs and financial troubles. However, in October, federal prosecutors refused to negotiate a deal and decided to proceed with criminal charges. Oh, I bet they didn't like that. The Globe and Mail alleged SNC-Lavalin lobbied the PMO's office to secure the remediation agreement. The report said Jody Wilson-Raybould, who was Canada's Attorney General and Justice Minister at the time, was pressured to get federal prosecutors to change their decision, but would not do it. Oh, I hope she didn't lose her job. Wilson-Raybould was demoted as Justice Minister and Attorney General and made Minister of Veterans Affairs instead. She later resigned from Trudeau's cabinet, but stayed on as an MP. Justin Trudeau would later respond to her resignation while speaking at a bus depot and said he was surprised and disappointed by her decision. He threw her under the bus? While standing in front of a bus? Since she has stepped down, Wilson-Raybould has not spoken publicly about the issue. I guess that's good news for the government. However, she has hired a former Supreme Court justice to advise her legally. Ooh, uh... At least it can't get any worse. On family day, Gerald Butts, Justin Trudeau's best friend and top advisor, quit and denied any allegations he had done anything wrong. First of all, Gerald Butts is a fun name. Second, he quit without being directly accused of anything? The Ethics Commissioner of Canada is now investigating and the Commons Justice Committee is investigating, but their inquiry has been criticized for not being broad enough. Hmm. Well, maybe there should be a public inquiry. Justin Trudeau has rejected calls for a public inquiry. Oh. And that's where we are. Mm. <laughs> you know what? That opened my eyes a little bit. Yeah. I, I thought I was following along with it. That's, that's a pretty good summary. Thank you to our producer, Eric, and Devin Thanks Peacock for putting that together. And we'll keep adding to it as this story continues with uh, Trudeau's office and SNC Lavalin. Uh, you just pulled up a picture here, spun your computer re- around. You're like, Taz, don't you know this guy? Is this the is this the Donald Trump impersonator that we've met? Yeah, this guy. I've seen this guy around the city of London all the time, and apparently, he's made a trip to Vietnam with his other buddy, who I've seen him in pictures with, the Kim Jong Un lookalike, and the Vietnamese government not too happy with them. They've been detained. Crazy. This has got to be our guy, right? A hundred percent. I know he's a. It's kind of hard to tell when they're lookalikes, who looks like who, but this is the lookalike we from know. From London, Ontario. He's 100%. A, he's a Donald Trump lookalike from London, Ontario, Russell White. Uh, we've met him a number of times, and we actually were in contact with him. Uh, Stormy Daniels was going to be making an appearance in, in Windsor mm-hmm. at a strip club. And we were going to take this Donald Trump impersonator down in a limo to go to the the strip club that Stormy Daniels was performing at. Unfortunately, she canceled her her appearance at the last minute. But that would have been fun. <laughs> I wonder if you would have been detained down in Windsor. But So this guy, this Donald Trump impersonator from London, Ontario, he's been getting a lot of work because he does look a lot like Donnie. Yeah, and he does a good... He does a good overall impression with the body mannerisms and everything. He's a bigger guy. He's like the same size of, uh, as him. I know he's done some modeling work. Like, um, I think he was that um, Michael Moore documentary about Donald Trump. They used this guy on the poster, I believe. Yeah, okay. Huh. Because he looks so much like Donald Trump. Well, <laughs> he did this. They were, I don't know if he was hired or, or what, but he's over there in Vietnam with this Kim Jong-un impersonator, and they did this uh, this summit, or this fake summit, 
in public, and the Vietnamese authorities said, you two quit it right now. <laughs> no impersonating Trump and, and Kim Jong-un. Uh, they kept going with it, and now he's is he in a Vietnamese prison? I don't know. The Vietnamese police told the pair to stop their impersonations and said they could only travel around the city with an approved itinerary and escort. So I think they have a police squad following them everywhere they go, uh, making sure that like they, there's crowd control and everything following them, which is totally understandable because, you know, if you just saw these two guys weren't around and you're a random Vietnamese person. Yeah. You know, you fall for it for sure. I would in Canada if I didn't know this guy. If you saw the two, I'd, I'd be like, why are those two guys... Why, why, is Kim, right why is Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump hanging out at the seeps? <laughs> <laughs> right? It might be a little strange. You'd probably figure it out. But you'd, take but it, you'd have a double take for sure. Absolutely. Well, I've sent a couple text messages out because I have some friends who are close with uh, with this Donald Trump impersonator from London. See if we can get him on the phone. Get him out of Vietnamese prison. Apparently, they're riling up the people, too, because uh, uh, Russell, who's the Donald Trump guy, and the Kim Jong-un guy are also looking for local uh, lookalikes in the area. Uh, they're looking for a Vladimir Putin, uh, a Xi Jinping, <laughs> and a Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro. So they're trying to get a whole crew. Uh, they're doing crew. a lookalike search over <laughs> there. Well, if you want to end up in prison with those guys, uh, join their squad. <laughs> Give him a call. We'll, we'll see if we can get him on the phone at some point this morning and make sure he's okay. But a uh, Trump impersonator from right here in London, Ontario, has been detained in Vietnam. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.